TSMS radio host, Sasha Marina. And today's segment is actually called Let's Talk Business. Um, in today's segment, I have someone very special by the name of Ms. Gentis. She is actually the executive of Fox Meadows Film. And uh, we're just going to have her on the line and kind of going to tell us what the business side of filmmaking is. You know, everyone just sees the nice picture on the screen and the actors and the A-listers, you know, and the Oscars at the end of the year, but no one really knows what that actual business is. And for that reason, I'd love uh, for everyone to stay tuned to the show and listen to our interview with uh, Ms. Katia Jensis. Hi, how are you today? Hello? Hi, Katya. Hi, how oh, are hi. you? Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going this it's evening? It's Keita, by the way. It's Keita, by the Keita. way. Keita. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for for fixing that uh, translation of mine. That's what I let's, let's, let's just start off with, is, with that interesting is, fact uh, there. Sasha? Yes, my name is Sasha. Um, so oh. tell us a little bit, wh- where are your roots? Where are you from? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker, basically. I mean, I grew up in the yeah. suburbs of, and uh, live in the city now. Uh, lived in New Jersey for a while and Los Angeles for a little while. Wonderful. So those um, that cultural and creative roots that you have obviously makes a lot from where you're from. Uh, New York is, yeah. you know, it, is the mecca of art and in, in all sense of the word, whether it be theater to fashion, movies, you know, California kind of took over it, but I feel that uh, New Yorkers have a greater spirit. <laughs> in, oh, I agree in the with you. Are we on the air business. now or are we, pre-inter- are we pre-talking or are we on the air? No, we're on the air. We're live. Oh, great. terrific. No, no, terrific because it was the music before. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's um, – I always say to actors, you've got to renew your New York visa. The ones who are based in Los Angeles, I think, yeah, you know, I think we're kind of precious, but we, you know, we have, you know, the toughness as well as, you know, the connectivity to real life. So, I, you know, I love making, you know, being a New York-based filmmaker. Um, so, Ms. Gentis, when, when you started uh, the industry, um, not yes. everyone starts in front of the camera or behind the camera. How did you begin right. in the in, uh, filmmaking industry? Yeah, well, I mean, I did. Uh, I always was a writer, storyteller. Oh, right. And, uh, okay. yeah, so I kind of always liked telling stories. And then I started out actually um, as in the on the agenting side because I was like, oh, yeah, you learn how to sell uh, scripts. And then I also worked a lot in sales. And I realized, oh, sales is a form of storytelling because making films or, you know, anything, it's connecting to an audience. And to me, you know, it's so like what you do. I mean, our job is to uh, be compelling that an audience cares about what we have to say. So I always found that, you know, my work in sales really helped me uh, to be a better uh, writer and storyteller and always be aware, you know, of, you know, the purpose is to have your stories, you know, find an audience. So I kind of worked as an agent and then I uh, moved to LA and and, uh, worked in development and got an MFA in screenwriting. And then I pivoted into parenting. (laughs) So took a little break and that's when I became a filmmaker because I sort of, you know, took a long break and we were back east and 
you know, was like, okay, this is the way, you know, I started writing again and was like, okay, this is how it's going to get done. If I'm going to, uh, you know, have some success, sometimes you have to just, you know, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Do it yourself. Definitely. So once, once, you know, you took that little break, you kind of had to get warmed up again. Therefore, you know, you had to create your own projects. And I, you know, I, I can really yep. relate with that when, when you're trying to, you know, pursue your own dreams, sometimes you couldn't just create it for yourself other than letting someone turn down a possible opportunity in your career, et cetera. But um, yeah, I, I think that's wonderful, you know, that you did take your break, you know, as a woman and decided to, yeah. uh, you know, take care of your life a little bit and then still pursue yeah. your dreams. So I applaud you for that. I applaud you for coming back into the industry and doing what you love. Um, oh, you mentioned you. I mean, sales. It's been a tough road, but, uh, you yeah. know, it's, uh, sometimes you got to make, you know, make choices and, and, you know, and like I said, it's the industry gets harder and harder just because of, you know, the economy, um, and finding, you know, like I said, there's a lot of content out there, but you know, I've been relatively successful in telling stories that are very much kind of grassroots kinds of, you know, storytelling, but always with humor. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, no, I started my first film I did about 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, and had no idea what I was doing, and fortunately, <laughs> yeah. uh, got a deal with Warner Brothers, so I did okay. Yeah. <laughs> And see, and that's so. and that's what us Latin people say. When it's for you, no one can take it away. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. not for you, yeah, it'll, yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. Maybe, maybe you know, it'll take a couple of years. Like you said, ten years or so, or whatever. But um, yeah. it'll happen. You know, I kind of want to ask you this 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 question. Sure. What is the major thing that has changed in the uh, filmmaking business? How has it evolved in the past? I mean, I guess since when you first started. In the past twenty yeah, well, years, yeah, like so. twelve years. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I mean, I started in a different. I mean, there was a lot more money. Like, I mean, in the eighties, yeah. there was like a lot more money, and yeah. then I made my first film in two thousand seven, and there was money there. And what's happened is, unfortunately, you know, um, what they call the windows. Um, you know, yeah. you had a theatrical, then you had a television movie, then you had a DVD or a video. Um, and so you, and, you know, and foreign was, you know, so much more vibrant, but now there's so many films being made overseas as well. So there was a lot more ways to recoup. And now, you know, just with digital and everything, everything's kind of combined. So there's not as many, many ways to recoup. And that's what's made it a little bit harder. And again, because there's so many platforms, you know, it used to yeah. be a lot easier to find the movies you wanted to see or the TV shows. And now there's so much choice and so many you're different drowning. ways that you're, you know, yeah, there's just yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of content out there. So that's, so. that's a very big point that you have, um, you have brought to light because I was actually met, talking to my husband about this, that you would think that having so many digital platforms and so many ways now yeah. of doing a movie, you could practically shoot a movie in a phone, you know what I mean? Or in an, you well, know, you can. Like, I mean, people the devices. them on their phone. Yeah. But the, exactly. you know, and I still think, you know, good storytelling matters and, um, but it's just, you know, finding a way yeah. that it, it, you know, can go rise to the top. And, you know, again, the audiences are so fractured, uh, you know, like it used to be like you had three networks. So you had three places mm -hmm. to watch TV. So now there's, you know, so many ways and, you know, it's all evolving. So again, like I think 
and a lot of it's dependent on word of mouth. Um, and, um, you know, so that, that's just kind of the difference, but, you know, there's still a market for good storytelling. And what I say to people on the creative side, because I'm always aware of the creative and the business, you know, if you have got that creative inside of you, it's really hard to turn it off. And, um, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, you just got to keep doing it and build on your successes and try to learn from the last one, how to, uh, you know, how to be better. Definitely. So, uh, going back to the platform, how do you yes. think that affects not, not to say Hollywood, but the, you know, the, the Mecca of what, you know, the film industry is. Because now you're not just looking to, um, you know, Sony or all these major studios to release, you know, movies. Now you have, yes. you know, someone in their own home office creating this indie yes. um, show. And, and, I mean, and millions of people can watch it on Netflix. So how does that impact the yes. overall industry, um, I guess, financially as well? Because being so many platforms, like you said, now the views yes. are spread thin. Well, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. And like the problem is people keep finding a way and there's, you know, like I said, you know, there's just, it's it's so many first time filmmakers or whatever are always, um, you know, think they're going to make all this money. And, you know, the problem is the budgets keep getting lower and, you know, like you have these festival things that can stand out, but um, Mm -hmm. like I said, it's just, you know, it's just, I think, um, I think it's just, you know, continues to be harder um, for a lot of people to be profitable in filmmaking. Like that's, like there's still ways and people will make it and people will find it. Um, It's just to make it sustainable. You know, there's, um, it's still a small percentage of people that can really be sustainable in it, but you know, um, you you never know. And uh, it's uh, like I said, you, you can, you know, especially as a as a writer myself or creative person, I mean, you know, you your next one could be the best one, and that's why you keep doing it. I mean, I have a new script that I'm really excited to go out with, and you know, my last film is on HBO, and you know, so I'm hoping to play one against the other and figure out where the money's coming from. <laughs> but it's you know, the filmmakers, the people who are on the financing side, you know, they really want elements attached it's not as like again it's still it's a lot there's a lot of work that still goes into it and a lot of you know sweat equity now are you you at all interested in filmmaking or are you just a uh talk about it (laughs) well myself i before i um even thought of being in the industry at all i uh did this contest and um it was you know acting and modeling and all those things you know how those things are that they kind of just fish you from a little town and oh you want to become this and that so that's how it started you know and um i realized that it was just more than anything you had to have a certain look and a certain act in a certain way and um you know, working so hard, I was a, you know, very young teenager. My mom was that mother that really supported and took you to every audition and did whatever had to be done. And, uh, you know, unfortunately we just tried so hard. Maybe we were just in the wrong city and um, I kind of just, you know, put it to the side and I would still do my indies here and there as an actress, um, you know, and I would find it 
on the side of the actress part that I would never be compensated. And I'm not talking about money. I've never been about the yeah. I'm here to be, be a millionaire. No, no, no. I know how this is. I'm here to get credit. You know what I mean? I want my yeah. work to show. I want to show people my work. Well, you and want it's validation. Is, and it's validation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And here in South Florida, out of I would say out of 15 um, indie, indie films or short films that I did, maybe four of them actually went to post-production and I was able to see my work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all of that was very like, you know, just kind of really put me like, wow, I'm doing all this work and I have all this passion for it. But unfortunately the filmmakers weren't appreciating the work that one puts in as an actress, your time, you know, the free time. <laughs> and um, I just started working events and media and I'm like, you know what? I love talking to people. I love, you know, um, portraying people's dreams and just, you know, putting the word out there and I decided to be a, a talk show host. And I've been doing this now yeah. for about eight years. <laughs> oh, great. That's very cool. So, very cool. So, yeah. yeah. So my model <laughs> is just, you know, kind of shining the light on people's dreams and, and people's hard work and at least get the word out there for you. Yeah. So oh, that's terrific. kind of yeah, what no, that's terrific. Definitely. So I've always had a passion for filmmaking. Not so much behind the camera, but, you know, in front of the camera. But um, that's a great place so to far, be. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard that being behind the camera can get, very, you know, it's 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 very uh, rewarding as well. It's just a little more work, like you said. It's just a lot of work, and uh, you know, not so much reward at the end of the day. Well, it's a lot but, of risk um, too. I mean, that's the problem. You have risk. to be good with risk. Yeah. Mhm. Especially if you're putting your money up. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, I don't, exactly. you know, they they manage to get fundraised or whatever, but you're, it's still someone's money that you're playing with. So yeah, it's um, and I feel like it's just uh so saturated, like you were saying. The industry is so saturated yeah. right now. The past ten mm-hmm. years have like have just completely. I mean, and it was mainly because of technology. You know, people can yeah. just do all these things now, and they can just post it anywhere, and you can be famous from these little three-second Instagram videos. You know what I mean? And then they yep. get the idea to make a movie, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's a quality movie. It just means that they have the resources to make a movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, um, you know, for ladies like yourself, so professional, so well-studied, it becomes a little harder you know, to actually put the word out there and be like, hey, come see my movie. Hey, come, you know, see my show. Look what oh, I'm working with. You've got to, I know, and, and you've got to get that over that self. I mean, you realize, like, you've got to self-promote, unfortunately, even though, like, sometimes it gets, like, exhausting. But, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's why I have you here. So let's talk a little bit about those projects sure. that you have out. You said that you yeah. have a, a film on, on on HBO. I know you have something yeah, so else I on Amazon a, as well. A, yeah, yeah. So, well, my Amazon series is now on a platform called The Girlfriend. Um, I'll probably bring it back on Amazon soon. Um, and um, I have, yeah, so it was on Amazon, and then I got a licensing deal with a platform called Girlfriend, which, um, you know, has a big reach. And so it's called thegirlfriend.com. And it, that show's called The Other F Word, and that's like kind of women in midlife kind of figuring out who they are. Um, Bad Parents is a comedy about suburban sports parents. That's got Janine Garofalo and Sherry O'Terry, and that's on HBO. And um, I have two feature scripts that I'm in the process of, you know, trying to get set up. My first film was And Then Came Love, which had Vanessa Williams and Eartha Kitt, and that's on Amazon, streaming on Amazon. That had been um, on Warner Brothers, a Warner Brothers release, and then now it's on Amazon, and, it, you know, it's played on TV a lot. And so, yeah, those are my 
features. And like I said, I've got a new feature script, uh, two feature scripts that I'm trying to finance and get set up and excited about them. And like I said, my last film's on HBO. Wonderful. So yeah. you mentioned the website of your series. Um, yeah. Your website for the for the production company is foxmetalfilms.com, yes. correct? Films.com. Yep, absolutely. Wonderful. And, and where can uh, yeah, people where reach out to you? At. Okay. Sorry, what? So we can find your social. We can find your social and anything um, through your website, correct? Yeah, you can find it there. I mean, yeah. like each project has its own, but I'm just like with a name like Kaytha, yeah. which is C A Y T H A. That's where I am on Instagram to start and on Facebook, and then it you know sort of pushes out to all the different projects. But um, you know, I kind of start with my you know like it's sort of the easy landing page but um yeah like my movie is bad parents my tv series is the other f word and then came love and is the first film and i have a little film called the one and um yeah you know and that's i'm just like like i said i start with the script always everything i've you know primarily a writer like sometimes a direct so i've directed um a couple of the features and um like i said i've got one film called insta Insta Famous, which is a cute little uh, mistaken identity movie script that we're hoping to set up, but like at a Disney Digital or Netflix, it's a cute like for twenty-one-year-olds a mistaken identity kind of comedy. Yeah. And then I've got sort of a reality bite script um, called Pooling to Paradise that I'm hoping you know looking for a producer for. The other one has the uh, you know working with the woman who uh, produced. Uh, Cinderella Diaries, and she's attached, and she'll direct it. And oh, this okay. one, I'm, yeah. And then, like I said, I've got this new one that I just finished. That I'm trying to figure out what to do. Let me ask you. So, when you when you write your scripts, um, you know, on average, yeah. it may take weeks or months or et cetera. How critical are you with your work? And do you ever need the opinions of those closest to you or any coworkers uh, to kind of like I'm go through your your script and rough yeah. draft, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally need sounding boards. Um, yeah. And uh, I totally need sounding boards, and I like to share things right away because I want to know if they're working. And, and, again, it's, you know, so, yeah, I definitely need other people, and I, you know, very much when I'm writing. I'm not very good at just holding myself up and doing it by myself. Definitely. So. You know, um, I was watching an episode. Well, well, no, it wasn't an episode. It was the Ellen DeGeneres, her stand-up that she released on Netflix yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So she, mm-hmm. the whole joke was the whole relatable thing, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I found it that it made, you know, it made a lot of sense that, you know, when you're relatable, people actually, you know, might listen or actually, you know, give it a little bit more interest. So when writing, I think that, that that's a big um, that's a big thing in writing as well. You know, the story being relatable. In that one that you mm-hmm. mentioned, your F word series, you know, it being you yeah. know middle aged women, that is very yeah. relatable. And um, no, it was. You know, it that's was what... hugely successful on Amazon. Yeah, and I got this other deal. I mean, we're trying to turn it into a half hour show. But yeah, no, we yeah. especially initially. I mean, it was real. I have Steve Gutenberg and Judy Gold in it. And, you know, a whole bunch of other people. But, yeah, no, I, people really connected with the story. So, absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, and that, definitely. You know, that, and, they and, can and, learn about that at the other com. I mean, they could watch the trailer and link to it on the other F-word series. 
Perfect, perfect. So, uh, Keita, I uh, appreciate your time. Thank you for taking your time. I yep. know that you had a busy day. And um, yes. I wish you all the success. I would well, love to have you. you back, you know, towards the end of the year when your projects are all released and whatever is on the works that have finally been, you know, completed. And, um, again, thank you so much. And I will definitely be uh, looking more into your work. <laughs> oh, I'd love that. And yeah, my new one, I think that if, you know, I get the financing, I think you'll like a lot. So, um, like I said, it's kind of a reality bites for people in their mid-30s and, um, you know, is I'm very excited about that one, too. So, that's that's what I'm, you know, working on next. <laughs> so Wonderful, wonderful. So, have a good day so, yourself. And thank you so much. Happy. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was Katia Jenkins from Fox Meadow Films. Please go onto her website, uh, figure out, you know, check out her projects, uh, follow her on Twitter under at Kata. So it's C-A-Y-T-H-A. Uh, do that for her. Check out her projects. Um, like she said, you know, being in the industry nowadays gets a little complicated. Your work doesn't necessarily mean that it will be released by the best studio or the best platform. It's all about just being relatable and getting that right target audience. And, you know, maybe you win it, maybe you don't. I'd like to thank you all so much for tuning in today. Just going to put on a little song, and I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 